You're listening to the Design Your Dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them. As the dream design coach, I've helped thousands of high achieving creatives reconnect with their inner blueprint to design, manifest, and live the life of their dreams. Each week, I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this special edition of the Dream Design Podcast. I am so excited to be here today with my super awesome guest. She is on a little bit of a time crunch, like so many of us. She's got littles, and she has to take one to the doctor's. So we're going to forego our normal, um, you know, opening little blurby thing, and we're just going to get right down to it. So Neha is here with us. She is the CEO and co-founder of Recruit. Is it Guyan? Yep. Yeah, but that's fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Awesome. So I would love for you to just jump right into it. Tell us kind of where did you come from before you designed your dream business, and then take us through a little bit of kind of how you built your dream business, and we'll go from there. Yep. So first of all, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, everybody who's um, making time to watch. Hi. Um, so I, you know, before I started my entrepreneurship journey, so I now own uh, four businesses in total. And before I started that, I actually have a really weird background. So aspire to be a physician and I realized it wasn't for me. So I went on Craigslist because back then LinkedIn wasn't a huge deal. And so I was trying to get the first job and I landed in an HR consulting recruiting position and I loved it. But obviously, you know, I was like, I wasn't really happy with the work culture there. There was a lot of political toxicity. Um, I just wasn't really excited. So long story short, I then decided to launch my own business. And now um, Recruit Gyan, uh, we basically help startups scale. So, you know, any tech startups that have series A, B, or C funding, they come to me. I set, you know, their culture. I make sure that we have the right systems and processes. And then that way we are kind of good to go and we can just jump in basically and start sourcing and recruiting for them and help them build their teams. I love that. That's such an amazing thing, you know, to be able to do, right? Like not everybody is equipped to do that, but coming from where you came from and, you know, being able to see those, those um, deficits in companies and being like, Hey, I can fix that problem and understanding, you know, I, I, I don't think we ever really give people enough credit for, when you create something that that solves a problem that's a service right like we do it all the time with inventions we're like oh so and so invented this thing that makes your life easier but we don't give enough credit to people who do it from a service perspective like hey i invented this thing that's going to make your life easier i mean maybe so like maybe the, the real big i think um example where that has been done is like lyft and uber like i think they got their credit in terms of like you fill a service need but I just love meeting people that are like, yeah, I saw that people needed this thing and it wasn't there. And so here I made it. So tell me a little bit about kind of um, 
in your business when you were creating it, obviously coming from where you came from, there were things you didn't like about it and there were things you loved about it. So what are some of the deal breakers and must haves for you when you were designing your business? Like what were things that you were like, this business is going to have this and it better freaking not have this? Yep. I think that's a really good question. And that's something that I always emphasize is just figure out what it is that you, first of all, what is a problem you want to solve? That's like number one. Um, Number two is what is it that you love to do and that you can personally put into your business as you grow it or build it? And then what is it that you don't love to do that you can outsource? Because it's so, so, so important to really know the, the difference between the two. A lot of times, we jump into businesses without really thinking about like, yeah, I love this, but do I really want to do this 24 hours a day? Um, You kind of start to, you know, take this hobby and and make it into a business. And then you're like, well, I actually hate this part of it. Right. So I think for me, the must haves for me for any business is just first of all, making sure that I truly identify with the problem that I'm solving. If I there's no identity there, there's no point, right? Like you can try it out, but it's not ever going to a make you successful or even keep you in it, like keep you passionate in it, you know, you don't kind of lose the lose the passion, lose the flames, if you will. So that's really important. The things that you want to make sure is that as you also start scaling and growing that you have the right team in place, and the right procedure in place to kind of get people onboarded and everything like that. And that is so, so important. Um, I know that that was one of my like faux pas, if you will, like I kind of even though I'm a recruiter by nature, I kind of put that on the back burner. But it is so important to, you know, kind of have that vision forward and just say, okay, this is what if I were to grow my team, who will be coming in first, who will be joining in second. And then I think the things that you should not, you know, really have is, you know, obviously that imposter mindset, right? There's so many people that constantly talk about 10k months and 20k months. And I really feel like, you know, if you're going to compete with someone, you should be with yourself. Now, is it a lot easier said than done? Heck yes, because I know we all have that mentality. But you guys really, you know, you should always compete with yourself and always just say, like, what is the problem that I'm trying to solve? How can I solve it better? And really network. Network with your ideal client. Get in front of them. Ask them 5 million questions because that's how you're going to learn, right? You're not going to really learn by comparing yourself to somebody else. Um, <laughs> and, and it's going to actually, you're going to put yourself down and it's going to take away your confidence. So I think those are some of the, some of the tips that I would I would give. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so different when you start working for yourself, right? Like you go from this place where it's like someone's telling you what to do and And yes, there's all these good parts of that and that, you know, you don't have someone telling you what to do, but then you also don't have someone telling you what to do. And so you kind of have to, you know, have that built in direction. You have to be able to have the discipline to make yourself do the things you need to do and, and not necessarily all the things that maybe you want to do, you know, you kind of, and, and you get to a point where those are kind of synonymous. They're the same. But at the beginning, it's there's a lot of like, okay, well, I don't really want to do this groundwork. And this would be done by three other people. But I'm a startup now. And this business is my baby. And if I don't feed it, and I don't, you know, change its diapers, and I don't do all these things, then it's not, unfortunately, going to live. And at the end of the day, you realize like, oh, my gosh, this depends on me. It doesn't matter if I'm tired. It doesn't matter if you know, all these things are going on in my life. Like this business is an entity, granted an entity that, you know, it's not like you're going to get in trouble if you let it, let it go, but it it becomes its own living, breathing creature 
that once you bring it, you're responsible for it, you know? It so it really is kind of like a gift and a curse, isn't it? It is. And that's so true. You know, it's, it's funny because, you know, when I started entrepreneurship, I obviously knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't realize there's so many things on the back end that need to happen that, you know, when I was working, my employer was handling, right? Like that's kind of the transition. So it's always, and that's why it's so important to know what you're good at, what you're not good at. Like accounting is not my forte. The first person I hired was an accountant to help make sure everything was set up. The foundations was set up. The second thing I'm not a really a big fan is like content writing. Like I can't, I'm very analytical. So I hired, uh, you know, somebody who could help me kind of brainstorm ideas, help out with content for my website. And there's no shame in that. There's no shame in saying, I am not good at this. So I'm going to outsource this. And the way I would fund those projects is when I would sign on a new client, you know, I would pay myself a little bit and celebrate and then put it back into the business, right? A lot of times, when business owners start making money, I think the first thought is like, okay, what can I buy for myself? But really, the way to grow and scale your business is to keep reinvesting it in people, in the right tools, in the right processes, so that when you do get to a scalable version, that things are just a lot smoother, and you're happier, and then you can actually spend the money that you earn um, on stuff that you want. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that's always been a struggle for me is that I make a lot of money in my business, but a lot of it never makes its way out of my business. A lot of it gets put into things inside of the business, right? Like either support staff or coaching. Goodness knows I've had so much coaching um, and programs and shiny things that I wanted to have and things like that. Um, And so, yeah, there's definitely, you know, this, this aspect of, investing but there's also over investing too right like there's like you know your 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 office doesn't need marble countertops and you can say oh i'm putting it back into the business but it's like okay but you know like getting you know for me i'm like a photography snob so like getting my pictures done all the time it's like okay well that yes it's for the business but you know it's it's not necessarily i mean it is growing the business and it is in a way maybe that's a bad example but I know what you're saying. Yeah. So, so there's another side of that too, though, right? Like there's this side that's like, yes, invest and, and bring new people in and, and grow and scale. There's also like, I call it like twiddling your fingers, like in your business. And that's something that I've been known to do, but I'm getting better at it. In fact, my integrator, she's kind of like reeling me in a little, like, you don't need any more programs. We can't even get all the things that you do on your schedule right now. So don't, don't do that. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see, you know, somebody else's take on that. So Going back to that whole, you know, treating your business like a business and all that, tell me a little bit about the work-life balance, which we all know is kind of not really a thing. Um, But the work-life connection, you know, you said that you're a mom. I'm a mom too. I have five kids under nine. I think you know that. Um, And I homeschool. So, you know, what what for you is the work-life? You have four businesses, right? That's like four kids in itself. Oh, yeah. So I would love to know, how do you kind of stay a human and still wear all your CEO hats too? Yeah, no, great question. I am a believer in like discipline. And I know um, when I talk to women who are starting their business, I want to start my own business because then I have all the freedom. And I'm like, but you really don't. Um, And so you really have to figure out 
you know, when are you the most active in a schedule that works? So I work out every morning at 5 a.m. That's what I do. It's part of my life. Um, and then I come home and then from six to seven, which is my kids are still sleeping, you know, I shower, I prepare my meals or at least prepare and get things started so that when it's time to make the meal, it's just like 10 or 15 minutes. Right. Um, and then I have blocks in the mornings where it's like eight to nine thirty. I do I do not take any meetings unless something's happening and that like I need to put out fires. But for the most part, that is really my planning. You know, I check in with my team, I check in with my OBM, I just say like what needs to be done, what are the three high impact things that I need to do today that's gonna impact my business, right? Not my clients, but my business. Because I know as soon as like I, you know, especially the recruiting side, things are so busy right now and it's great. But I sometimes, what then happens is you're so obsessed over your clients that you forget to kind of reinvest some of that time back into the business. And then things that you are working on, like projects that would make things better, start falling off the track, right? So that's my that's my golden time, right? That's my time where I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to spend time on really focusing on the three high impact things. And then from there, it's all about prioritization. Mm -hmm. So for my clients, what needs to get done? What's urgent? What's not urgent? What can wait till tomorrow? And then I'm really big on, you know, if there's something going on at the kid's school, like there's a Mother's Day brunch or whatever, like I make sure that I block time off to go do that with them. And I try to turn off my computer by 4pm every day. That's kind of my, you know, like, I'm not going to have any meetings. However, like if you, you know, I go check emails from four to five and then just kind of wrap up by five. Um, but yeah, that's really how I inculcate work-life balance. What I also recently started doing is I'm going to take one weekend day, once a quarter and really plan for the quarter coming up. So like take Saturday and, you know, you know, either have my babysitter or my, my parents or my husband really just, you know, take four or five hours and just sit there in a room without any calendar meetings, any Zoom calls, anything, and just plan out my quarter. And sometimes we really need that, right? And a lot of times we don't give ourselves the time that, that space, you know, it's constantly like my business and then it's clients and then it's kids and then it's our stuff and then bed. But then it's really like important for me. And I realized I did this for the first time this quarter, Q3 amazing like I just feel so much better walking into Q3 I'm not confused I have real goals that I can attain so that's what I would say guys really put in routines to your calendar right being a business owner it's not really about freedom I mean freedom in the sense of who you work with but you still have to make sure that your clients are happy you have to make sure your team is happy so make sure you have a routine where you check in with the right people at the right time and then you know even check in with yourself so I schedule a monthly mandatory facial for myself um, once a month that's my me time right like I'm literally just getting to look pretty and feeling about everything so yeah just schedule that time in and unless you schedule it it's not going to happen so I think I have like 30 seconds left before you have to go. So I want to ask you a very specific question that I don't usually ask people. And then of course we'll tell folks where to find you and then you can be gone. But um, my question is this, I'm a person, I love to work. I love my job. I love it. Like I would do it all day long. I have to kick myself out of my office in the evening. And I wondered if you were that same way. And if you are, how do you deal with the fact that you would rather business sometimes than play right oh. like, I get so much more enjoyment like someone's like let's go play a game and I'm like yeah no let me just stay in my office and like get caught up like I'm not torturing myself I enjoy it so I'm just wondering how do you kind of reconcile the fact that you would you want to work all the time Oh, yeah. Um, I would my OBM if I don't know if she's wouldn't watch this, but she would definitely say that I'm that person. Um, 
I really take pride in all my businesses and all the clients I support and all the cool problems that I'm solving out there, which I love. And so to me, it's not work. So the way I reckon reconcile it, right, is I tell myself that, you know, of course, as much as you love to work, um, it is a part of the bigger puzzle. It's part of the bigger slice of pizza, right? So um, I also don't want to get into a way where my kids are like, well, you never even care to take us to the park or, you know, whatever. I don't want that to come back to me later on in life. Right. So I always say, you know, they're going to be young for so long. You have five of them, which I don't know how you do it. Kudos to you and any other moms more than two kids because two in and of itself is, is so busy. I feel, especially when they're sick, which I'm feeling right now. Um, but I really, you know, have to remind myself and just say, hey, you know, oh, and the other thing I do, too, is like when they go to sleep, um, sometimes I'll just throw on Netflix with my husband. We'll be eating. Um, and then sometimes we both get on our laptops and we do our stuff. So we're still together. We're still children, but we're also Parallel like, you know, play. yes, exactly. Catch up on emails. We talk about work together in like, you know, meaningful conversations and like, oh, I'm having this issue with this client. How would you resolve it? Or like he'll bring up something that's going on with him. So that's kind of how I do it. Right. So from four to seven, it's like kid time. And then it's like, okay, after dinner, you know, we can, then I'm actually watching manifest, which is that very addictive Netflix show right now, but I'm like, throw it on TV and then still do what we want to do. Um, and then, you know, just kind of get on top, but yeah, it is really hard to, to follow that. Right. Like you can say it to yourself, but it's so hard to follow it, especially if you really love what you do. And I think that's most entrepreneurs, right? If you're doing what you love, it should never feel like work. It should never feel like a grind. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's, that's how I would reconcile it. Yeah, I love that. And I, I totally relate to that completely. And yeah, there are definitely TV shows. Like I watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Like I'm obsessed. And I, I was watching All Stars. Like I binged it last Saturday for like 10 hours. So I definitely have my days where I'm like, I'm not doing anything. But that's like few and far between. So I let them be longer. So I think that makes me feel better. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad that we agree on that. So I got to let you go. But before I do, um, tell me where can folks find you if they want to come hang out with you, learn more, maybe get in on all the fun stuff you're doing. Yes. So um, you can follow me in my Facebook group, um, which is a successful CEO moms. I also have a website which is <laughs> nehanaik.com. So it's literally my first name, my last name.com. Um, and you can kind of see the different businesses I own, the cool projects I'm working on, um, the different media, like the podcast I've been on. I'm sure this will be on there too. Um, and so, yeah, so come check it, check us out, you know, reach out to me if you need anything at all. I'm here to help you. If you're struggling with a nine to five and you want to start your own business, I'm all ears, um, you know, come tell me about it and we'll, work on something that helped you know help you get started but it was an absolute pleasure for you know thank you for having me here it was an absolute pleasure I'm sorry this was rushed but you know honestly this was a lot of fun so I appreciate that absolutely you have a great time at your child's appointment and let me know if I can support you in any way having five kids I've been around I kind of know a couple little tricks so feel free to message me about that I will take you up on that and thank you everybody for you know watching have a good rest of your short week you too bye now well, that'll do it, you guys, for another awesome edition of the Dream Design Podcast. Until next time, there are my kids right now. Until next time, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and of course, may you be at peace. Namaste. Namaste.